I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week's guest is Dave. He broke both his arms, smashed his face up real bad, and had a lung collapse and a lung surgery. Let's talk about it. This is this is exciting because as Brian cracks the beer, uh, we it's, it's unintentionally like right next to my. I know we uh, this okay. You don't have oh to pour god! The fucking yeah. beer into the microphone. It really translates. Uh, this year, uh, this past year has been fucking wild, and it took you know it took uh, our. Our job of sitting down in a room and talking to people and flipped it on its on its head because we couldn't get in the same room with people anymore, and we had to figure out a new way to go about it. Couldn't and even it, do it with each other for a while. Yeah, we could. Yeah, we couldn't even do it as as friends. Um, but again, you know, just like the rest of the world, we all learned the value in uh, joining each other via a tiny screen. And it turns out that it worked all right for podcasting as this well. This episode is brought to you by Zoom. Uh, no, it is not. Uh, it might be brought to you by HelloFresh, though. I don't know. Is that still, is that, yeah. that still running? Yeah, well, we just gave them free advertising we, if it's not. There we this go. episode is brought to you by Microsoft Teams. Uh, <laughs> Who um, uses that? Uh, this episode is brought to you by Pornhub. <laughs> Anything else we want to talk about? Uh, so anyway, long story short, we haven't recorded with anyone in... Uh, in the same room, except for recently when we spoke to Dr. Daddy Strang. But now we get to do it again with our homie Dave Scott here in Halifax. Hello. And th- surreal. This, it is surreal, but also <clears throat> your story is fucking surreal. <laughs> <clears throat> and um, I guess just to like kind of, kind of uh, set the lay of the land here, I got a DM on my Instagram from you like, I don't know, three weeks ago and maybe, maybe a month ago. And you were like, Hey, uh, we've met a couple of times through, through propeller, the yeah. brewery here. Yeah. And you were like, Hey, um, just a heads up. My lungs are all fucked up and, uh, I've got a bunch of shit going on and I think I should come on the show to talk about it. And, uh, you have gone through quite a bit over the last little while. Yeah, it's back in November is when it all started. Yeah. Back, back at the, November 2020. Yeah, yeah. It was super recently. <clears throat> Let's go back to that then. Because okay. when I'm sitting here, I'm looking at the pre-interview notes, and it just says Dave Scott, broken face <laughs> and collapsed lungs. So let's, let's, where do we start? Are they intertwined or are they separate? <laughs> no, no. It's sort of like, uh, I put a post up not too long ago, like the decade disasters. So like every 10 years, like something crazy happens to me. Like back in 2000, I broke both my arms at the same time. Whoa. Then 2010 broke 95% of my facial bones. And then 2020 rolled around and my left lung fully collapsed. 
How did you break both of your arms at the same time? Because I had a friend um, when we were like 16 and uh, he had broken one arm doing something. And then we were at like a Sum 41 concert <laughs> and he was crowd surfing and he got dropped and he broke his other arm. So he had two casts on like, oh, yeah. couldn't do Wait, anything at all. Who was that? Sean Day Finley. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Do we Is have it? to bleep that out? No, no, we okay, don't have to bleep it out. Yeah, um, I broke both of my arms snowboarding. Um, at yeah, the same time? At the exact same time. Oh, oh my yeah, God. Dude. Yeah, it was brutal. like you can't even get up. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, they like to get me down off the hill. They put me on a GT snow racer and they were like, all right, like gave me a little push and I'm just like rolling off. Those the are ankle. They're the, like, oh, go get them. Go get the, them. The like. nickname <laughs> for those are the ankle breakers. Like those, that's yeah. what they, they're like, here, we're going to put you on these and break both your ankles. We've the way seen down. it happen. We've yeah. seen it happen. Um, like uh, I am curious. I'm curious about the breaking the arms. Like, yeah, were you, yeah. what were you doing that you broke both your arms at the same time? Uh, like general snowboarding. Like, I was like, yeah, I was yeah. new at the sport, and I was just there with one buddy, and all these like pro dudes showed up, and I was like, "Fuck, man!" Like, I gotta show them. Like, I'm good at snowboarding. I was young. I was like 12, so like I started at the top of the hill. Didn't even know how to carve. Didn't know how to stop. And I just like went full force at this like nine foot kicker ramp they had built. Oh no. And I hit this like little bump right before the ramp. And all I remember was like tree, sky, ground, tree, sky, ground. Yeah, just, right. Yeah. Just, the recognition like woke right up before to, you like, hit. The whole hill circling oh, around me. Oh like, my God. Are you good? Are you good? And I'm oh, like, fuck. I want shock. to see that video. <laughs> so bad. Dude, the thing about snowboarding is that whether you are, whether it's like day one or day fucking 10,000 on a snowboard, mm. you are just as likely to have the worst accident <laughs> yeah. of your life. It can like, get dangerous for sure. Oh my yeah. God. I have been fucked up in, on the snowboard and, uh, <laughs> and, and all the skill in the world was not going to save me from that. So that was two decades ago. Yes. Fast forward another decade and you break your entire face. Yes. How the fuck does that happen? That happened here right on Quimpool Road. Um, a bunch of friends were up from Newfoundland doing a show at Ship's End. Um, met up with all of them because I didn't see them in years. And we got a little drunk. As one does in Halifax yeah. during and after a show. Especially with a bunch of Newfoundlanders that mm. came up. So, yeah, we all just partied. I was working on a golf course back then. So I had to be up at like 5 a.m. to go mow the grass. And right. I was like, guys, I can't stay around any longer. So I... Uh, I just started pedaling my ass off like to get the bus. There was one bus left. It was like six minutes and I knew my bike ride was like 10 minutes away. So I just started pedaling as fast as I could. And yeah, next thing I remember, just woke up in an ambulance. Oh my God. Just, you have no you hit by a car? No clue to this day. Oh. I have no clue. Holy oh, shit. Whoa. Yeah, I tried to walk up and down Quimpool and like get premonitions or flashbacks and no not, one's, No nothing. one saw anything or... There was a phone call into the ambulance and they were like, we just seen a guy fly in the air. His bike's in the middle of the road. He's laying against Superstore in Quimpool and he looks dead. Fuck. And they were like, the ambulance was like, we're like less than 30 seconds away. Don't worry about it. You guys can go on. We'll get him. 
and yeah, that's sort of crazy. Yeah. That's that I is wonder- a convenient spot to to go down like that though, because the hospital is like yeah. actually like a thirty second too jaunt. Ba- away. Too bad it was uh six hundred and twenty five dollars to drive me from there that's to right. the hospital. Yeah, like, it's crazy. <laughs> it's just right across yeah, the street. Yeah. Like, put I, me in a cab. I had yeah. a, a story for another time, but I I got really drunk one night and yeah. woke up in the hospital Ugh. and had my stomach pumped, and Brutal. I was like, I don't even know how I got here. And then four <laughs> months later, I found out how I got there because I got. An ambulance, bill. ambulance bill, yeah. and, his credit, like, and his credit score has been <laughs> ever since. Did you, did you get your bike back? Bike was in the ambulance. That was my first thing when I woke up. I was like, okay, looked, saw my bike, and then I was just like, call my mom, like you, right away. Was there any like structural damage to the bike? Nothing, and that's why I don't Whoa, think a car fuck? hit me. I think I smoked something straight on. Okay. I got to show you guys something. Yeah, go We're going to pause the podcast here for a second. I'll just say, and there I'm, was not really much damage to my bike. And you got, and, and, I, and you got hit by a fucking taxi really? cab. Oh, I mean, God. technically, you hit the taxi yeah, cab. Yeah, technically, yes. <laughs> All right, here I'm gonna because we're not filming this, so this isn't gonna be on YouTube. But hey, folks, if you didn't know, uh, the podcast is now on YouTube. So go t- look up Sick Boy on YouTube, and you can subscribe. Watch but you're not gonna be able to see this because I'm only gonna show the guys because I don't have permission to show the world. Uh, I'm gonna pause the podcast and show you guys something fucking crazy. That was That's what happened crazy. to my friend, yeah, yeah. and it was a fucked up moment. And yeah, basically, so. to, to to summarize what the video shows is that is basically a woman's bike breaking, like uh, spontaneously breaking, it and lo- then it looks she like, face plants yeah, and it, breaks her face. It looks like a ghost just came out of nowhere and went, "Yeah, stop here." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like when I walked up Quimpool, there's a massive planter right in front of the superstore. And you can't go straight through it. You need to like do this like swerved. So that's the only thing I could think of is I smashed into that head on. Because like as I said, like my knuckles, my wrists, all my neck, my chest, and then 95% of my facial bones. Like I broke cheekbone, eye socket, jaw, nose. Whoa. Whoa. Does that feel like consistent with like, do you feel like Fuck. when you look, think about like how much you were drinking where you were like, I was drunk enough to do that. Or were you like, I must have just had a moment <laughs> and, uh, uh, and like I was pretty drunk but I'm glad I blacked out man if yeah. I was awake when that happened and just sitting on the sidewalk oh. like oh, I yeah. don't know what I do it's brutal especially yeah. when you go through and speaking of that it's like I'm actually having the recollection back to yeah. the last time I fucked myself up snowboarding yeah is you're sitting there and it happens and you go like you're like whatever mm. for three minutes and then you're like my life is ending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. So when, when you, um, like what was the first moment that you remember then after like, did you, you woke up in the hospital in the ambulance? Oh, in the ambulance. Yeah. So they were like staring at me like he's awake. I saw my bike. I was like, great. My bike's there. Cause I'm just, it's my little baby. <laughs> so yeah. And then with that, I was just Hear like, that? call my mom. And they were like, no, what's your name? And I was like, Call my mom. And they were like, no, we need to know your name. They knew my name. They had my wallet and like, everything. Like, my fucking name yeah. is Carl. <laughs> call my, my fucking mom. mom. It's a weird name, I know. <laughs> and it's not helping me in this moment. <laughs> so I just like snapped to and I was like, Dave Scott. They're like, watch your birthday. I was like, April 29th, 1988. And they're like, do you know what time it is? And I just, I'm pretty good with like timing things. And But I was out cold for like 20 minutes. And I just looked at them. I was like, it's 1145. And they both looked at each other and they're like, 
Well, you don't got brain damage because it's 11.45. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Solid yeah. guess. Yeah. So, and then. Especially for having 95% of the bones in your face <laughs> yeah. smashed. Like, well, dude, when I went to the hospital, when promise. I got hit by the car, I was, they, they were like, what, you, you have a concussion. I was like, I don't, I don't think so. My helmet literally has no damage to it wow. whatsoever. And, and they were like, you got one. Yeah. And you know, I was like, well, I don't, I really don't think. You've been very like, different since the crash. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we, we're going to save that for another podcast, but anyway. <laughs> oh, do we have an intervention coming? Yeah. Um, when, when you're talking and you're in the ambulance, are you like immediately, do you immediately know that your face is fucked? Yeah, just like teeth flying uh, out of your face so, while you're speaking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't think it was that bad until I answered those questions and then like my tongue like went past a few of my teeth and I was like, oh, oh what's wow. this? And like just jacked Jagged teeth oh, and yeah. cracked up teeth, and oh. that's when like the paranoia just like kicked in, and yeah. my the shock, and I just started shaking and freaking out. Man, so. the teeth thing really messed me up for two reasons. One, because Taylor or Jeremy, I think Jeremy uh, went on my Instagram and liked a bunch of teeth videos. Yeah. So I wish I, I could get, take credit, man. I, I do wish. I just, <laughs> it's a brilliant. It me. I just was constantly getting teeth things from <laughs> on my explore feed. But uh, the but trick the, is it's it's follow dental ha- uh, surgery hashtags. I, I didn't do it. <laughs> But this is what the trick is. Anyway, it, if I it's were been, to if do I was going to my do whole it. Instagram has been a weird experience since then. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but the second reason is because um, when I was like 19 and I was drinking, I was uh, walking up my stairs when I got home, and I I fell up the stairs and I smashed my mouth on oh, the edge gosh. of the stairs and I chipped my tooth just a little bit. Like I didn't even I didn't notice that night. The reason why I noticed is because the next day I went to bite into something, yeah, and like that that like shocking nerve pain oh, where like I, you just I, I, feel I, I, it I, like radiate through your whole body. Yeah, I just uh, I was like it was like that like high pitch sound going off in your ears, like yeah. your whole body is just like in insane pain. And it was like then I went and looked in the mirror. And it was like a small chip and it was on one tooth. But the nerve is like so powerful. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. I can't imagine what it'd be like yeah. to have oh, like <laughs> all of your teeth feeling like that. So, so how do you fix, how do you, like you, you obviously, they don't put your fucking face in a cast. Like what, are, like how do they, so, how do they set I, your face? I was blessed by an angel man. So this is called a floating break. Everything that broke in my face was exactly where it should be. I literally had to just like lay down and not move for like eight weeks. So like speaking, could you speak like? I could speak. I was drinking Jello and Boosts, just like those liquid chocolate drinks. Um, The only surgery I had to get was a little bit in my jaw and obviously the teeth to get fixed. So like I'm I'm imagining your your x-ray photo just looking like a mosaic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just like like a puzzle piece that's just been slightly separated. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah. Like like when you're playing Settlers of Catan and like, you know, there's a little bit too much movement on the board and everything's where it should be. (laughs) It's just not. Janky connected. <laughs> it was weird, just like laying there for those weeks, just like not being able to do anything, and just feeling like the like the ticks and the snaps and the pressure, oh. just like everything, just like oh. healing every minute. And it was just fuck. It was brutal, man. It was oh. brutal. But I know that. So I mean, like that that side of recovery, which sounds lengthy and brutal and uncomfortable, um, 
that was one that was one thing that I mean you recovered well, right? Really, really well, yeah. Like the only thing from that crash is this little kidney bean scar underneath my eye, right? That's Which the, just gives you character. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Uh, <laughs> I would never but, know that you broke everything in your yeah, face yeah, yeah. Yeah. by looking at you. Thank you. Um, uh, but but things got super weird later, right? Like, the, what was the fucking thing with with your your speech or something? Yeah. So fuck this story is crazy. Um, about two months after I was like all healed up, back to school, I was doing photography school at NSCC there, and um, everything was going good, just get my groove again. And then one Monday morning, I just woke up and I had no vocabulary. Like, I'm talking zero. And I was in the corner of my bed, like, terrified. When you say no vocabulary, you mean... You don't mean that you couldn't speak. You mean that you didn't know how to speak? So, yeah, this gets a little complicated, but let's get into it. Um, Basically, I was sitting there. I was scared. Didn't know what was going on. Terrified to speak, basically. Hmm. And it was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And then, like, my mom was like, what the hell? Like Dave's like always up at like seven. Like what's he doing? So she came in my room and I'm like curled up in a ball, like staring around terrified. So you're like hermiting in your room because yes. you've noticed Cause I that don't know what's happening, going right? on. And There's I'm like f- yeah, trying feeling. to think and I'm like having like these just crazy like thoughts, hallucinations, paranoia. I was like almost like a thing of like psychosis. Like I was like losing touch with reality. Do you think you might be having a stroke? Did that ever cross your mind? Cause like, I'm just, when, with, like when I think of speech, like loss of speech, I guess that's the first thing that jumps to my, uh, my mind. It's everything that was going on. It was like, I wanted to speak out and tell my mom what was, what I was like feeling and thinking. And I couldn't. And she was like, Dave, what is wrong? And she's like, all these questions. I'm like, the only three words I could say was, I don't know. That was the only three words. So she was like, Dave, speak to me. And then like nothing. And she's like, David. And like right away into the car, like, let's go to the emergency. Like, this is crazy. Like, this is my son and he's not even speaking to me. Mm. So (laughs) drive down to the hospital emergency. They talk to me, try and ask questions. The yes and no's are great because I would just nod my head or So you could understand. Like you're I, going, I knew what was going yeah, on. Yeah. And I just couldn't get words mm. out. Fuck, mm. that is that is So you can think so bizarre. I could think. Like you can but think I was going words, in but... and out of like, am I dreaming? Am I not dreaming? Like mm. as I said, like I was losing touch with reality. Mm. Like I had no fucking clue what was going on with me. That's what it feels mm. like when I green out. Yeah. Which yeah. has been like like twice in my life. I've never both out. times I've I've eaten too much too much edibles. Yeah. There's like almost this feeling of, yeah. okay, like if someone was to talk to me, I could I could comprehend that they're talking to me and saying things, and I could probably say yes, and I could probably say no, but like everything else around me is crumbling, yeah, yeah. and I don't know how Dude, to describe it. Dude, I know exactly it what you mean. It, like it's a it, it's it's like anxiety though to a certain yeah. extent, yeah. and and um and this your your experience with this reminds me of an experience that my mom went through, okay, um which was. So my mom had cancer about four years ago now, but before yeah. that, um, she was going through uh, a pretty tough divorce, and it, it had gone on for a really long time. And her mental health was like was really um, sort of rocky. Like I feel like she was doing a lot of work to just sort of hold everything together, and then she just had one 
uh, night where just all everything came crumbling down and she couldn't speak. She said it was like sort of like being on a mushroom trip almost. Yeah. yeah. And like she couldn't talk. She went to the hospital. She drove herself to the hospital and wow. like was just like just had a total mental breakdown. Yeah. And there was like it was it was so it's it's interesting like living with her now and always just wondering like like could something like that happen again and it's Ooh. it's so weird like having an experience like that happen and then it just sort of like things getting better from that it's just it's it's really hard to explain but it sounds very similar too yeah, yeah. so what what yeah. happened like yeah. you go to the hospital like yeah. they do they what do they do so yeah sat me down just like in the the emergency area asked me questions and just like just like nodding my head, yes, no, to the questions they were asking me, and blah, blah, blah. We drove home. Mom's trying to talk to me again in the car, and I'm just staring at her like this scared little puppy dog, and get home. Another episode happens. I'm shaking this time. Like, it's just getting worse. Mm. This went on for two to three days. Like, so... Like, cyclically, were like you... Like, not being able to speak, just like, just like me laying in my bed... And then like the next day I woke up and just like, again, just like this dark cloud over my head and I'm like freaking out, start like screaming this time, getting like, just my behavior was going crazy, rushed to the hospital again. Like, I think these like emergency dudes were like pissed off with me. Like, okay, if this guy comes again, like, what are we going to do? He can't even speak. He's not even speaking to us. Mm. So the final time, I think I went four times to the emergency in two days. The fourth time they call me into a room and I'm sitting there. There's these two dudes with a clipboard and my mom and we're just sitting there. They're trying to get questions out. And then they're like, Dave, you got five minutes. And they like slam the clipboard down, left the door. And I'm sitting there like still terrified, still not speaking. And my mom's like in tears, like staring at me in fear. Like, and she just looked at me. She's like, to what? Are they going to come back and shoot you? Well, (laughs) it all clued in in a second. So my mom's staring at me crying like, Dave, I don't know what's going on in your head, but you need to speak up or I'm not going to see you for a long, long time. And I, I sort of clued in because I'm looking, I'm in a chair. There's shackles hanging off the arms and the legs and all the walls are padded. And I'm like looking around and sort of clued in. I'm like, fuck, I think if I don't snap out of this, I'm going to the psych ward next. Like, right. So five minutes went by. They walked in the door and they're like, all right, David, you ready to speak? And I just looked at him. I was like, yeah, what do you want to know? And they like, everyone was just like, holy fuck, this kid just talked. Like, oh, <laughs> what so fuck? I don't know what happened. A light switch went off, man. And I just started speaking questions got answered and then with that my mom just like hauled my my arm and she was like we're out of here i'm gonna get the help my son needs this is done and we just left and it took months to get through all that it it reminds me of jared that that conversation that you had with the um young woman who had selective mutism yeah um britney yeah it sounds like that inability to Mm. speak like I, i i'm curious to know dave like like what sort of treatment do you end up going yeah. and getting to like better understand that like was it very um like mental health therapy yeah driven? good question um so i sort of know what happened so whoa once 
I was done the face crash. I just wanted to be like a better person. I wanted to like quit smoking cigarettes and sure. just like get on a different path and yeah. just be better with my my body. Stop crashing bikes into fucking yeah, giant, all that shit. So pillars. Yeah, I took this nice magical pill called Champix to quit smoking a few weeks before this no vocabulary incident started to uh, occur. So is that is that what that is specifically for? To quit smoking. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and also, I, I, just full disclosure, this episode is actually brought to you by Champagne. Uh, <laughs> Definitely not. Champagne. Right yeah. I have a feeling it's going to be well, the opposite of that. Listen <laughs> to the side effects of Champex. These may include suicidal thoughts or actions, anxiety, panic, aggression, anger, mania, abnormal sensations, hallucinations, paranoia, and confusion. Whoa. It's like, hey, Dave, so what did Champex give you? Like, <laughs> all of the above. But I have it You know what's crazy is like, That's you, you, when, you, when, you, when you see, you know, when you, when you see, I mean, fuck, these ads are, if you're at home watching daytime television, then you're seeing a whole lot of pharmaceutical ads. Mm. And you, you, you hear that voice at the end of the ad, at the end of that very, like, sunny day, you know, people having the most wonderful time of their life advertisement. At the very end, you hear that voice. It's like, side effects may include. Yeah. And they ring off the list. And you're thinking to yourself, like, I'm thinking to myself, sometimes I'm going, that's crazy that they can sell this thing considering the side effects. And on the other side of things, I'm going, well, fuck, if they're selling it, there might there must not be that many people that are getting this these side effects because otherwise it it would be, you know, the the what's the uh, the the juice wouldn't be worth the squeeze. Um, and you, you got all of them. Dude, it was fucked. That's crazy. So yeah, back to like the treatment. Um, yeah, like I was having brutal suicidal thoughts, like wow. to the point where like I had to map down where I wanted to kill myself. Wow. Whoa. And my mom knew that she was obviously like watching me like a hawk for the next like few weeks. And yeah, her friend, really close family friend, tried to kill herself way back in the day. So she flew up like within 24 hours of this happening. And she stayed with me for, I think it was like close to two weeks. Wow. And sort oh. of just like held my hand and mm. told me how to get through this. And it was tough, man. Like, yeah, really I bet. tough. It was, was it like how long did that go on for until it started to, until you started to f- start to feel better? Uh, like she left after that two weeks and I was just like, like, am I going to be all right? Am I crazy? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think like I was almost like put into a fucking psych ward. Like it went on for probably, yeah, about two months after that. I was slowly just getting back to myself. Like I I couldn't go back to school. I was terrified to go into a grocery market. Like when my mom's friend was up, like she was like, all right, today we're going to like go into public guy was afraid mm. of everything yeah I, I mean it's like you you lit like you know you kind of lived out a very brief scene in a horror film like like yeah. that was a, yeah. that was the reality of your life for yeah. oh, like two for months a few days yeah and then and then the 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 recovery of something like that of course it's going to take so long yeah. like that that is i mean when you really sit and think about how it would feel and and how it would affect you if all of a sudden your reality shifted yeah. in such a dramatic way. Yeah. I'm sure there's some people out there who would probably imagine that they wouldn't bounce back from that. You know, like yeah. it's that that is a fucking super intense. Like I remember trying to like write my school to tell them like I couldn't come and like two sentences I think took me like an hour and 45 minutes to type out. 
Yeah. Just like staring and like just couldn't have like I just couldn't concentrate. Took mm. a while, man. A really long while. Do you smoke still? No. Yeah, <laughs> Especially after these two lungs getting worked out. Yeah, right. Okay, what a segue. <laughs> Are you tired of hearing the same old wellness advice? It's time to dig deeper and listen to America Dissected from Crooked Media, the podcast that's cutting into the science, culture, and policy that shapes our health. From doctors fighting for their rights to the surprising truths about sunscreen, America Dissected dives deep into the state of health. Tune in every Tuesday for new episodes of America Dissected, available on all major podcast platforms. So that was two decades. So that was a decade ago. So the so two decades ago, you snap both of your fucking arms. Yeah. A decade later, you break your face and go crazy. Yes. And then a decade after that, your lungs. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. I don't even know like what, I don't even know how to how to go into this. Like you, your your lungs just randomly. What what the fuck yeah. happened to you? What happened yeah. to your lungs? So let's start back in November. Uh. Chill weekend, just chilling with my wife, obviously, COVID, not really doing much, wasn't even drinking too hard, just just chilling. And uh woke up Monday for work at Propeller, and I woke up, and like I'm one of the first brewers there, because I check all the carbonations first before the production team comes through, and I woke up, and I was like, ooh, my back doesn't feel right. Mm. And I was like, I, did, I had shortness of breath, but it wasn't bad. So like I got up, did my coffee, took the back roller out and I was like, oh man, my back's, I'm just like rolling out my back. I'm like, oh, that's not helping. Blah, blah, blah. Got, just got ready, went to work. And then like, I'm there, Dennis, the other brewer showed up and he was like, hey man, how was your weekend? I'm like, good, but uh, I'm having trouble breathing right now. He's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, yeah, he's like, "Uh, let me know if it gets worse. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So he was doing his thing. I went and started checking the carbonations and, yeah, there's this thing we use called the Zom. So you just hook it up to the tank, fill it with beer. It gives you a temperature and a pressure. And you got to shake the shit out of it, like for 20 seconds or longer. And it tells you the carbonation. So I couldn't even do one shake. I like took it, filled it. And I was like, oh man, like what's this? And then like. And couldn't truck. shake it because of the, the discomfort, the pain? Yeah, um, yeah like right. the pressure of my chest and just mm-hmm. like my breathing was getting worse and worse by the mm-hmm. minute. And like I looked around, like no one was around. I got on both knees. The only way to shake this motherfucker was get on both knees. And I was like, <sighs> like finally got the carbonation and like wrote it on the on the tank. And then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I was like, like, I like try gotta to shake get it. this carb. You and try like, to shake it once, and you're like, oh man, I'm in pain yeah. and I can't breathe. What? Well, I gotta do my yeah. job. So <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna keep going. <laughs> so the head brewer showed up, and he was like, "Hey, Dave, how are you?" I'm like, "Good, man." Like, I was like, "Do you mind checking these other two tanks for carbonation for me?" He's like, "Why?" I was like, "I just like I'm having trouble breathing. I can't shake the zom." He's like, "Dave, if you can't shake the zom, you need to go home. Like, you need to leave now." I'm like, "Are you sure?" He's like, "Dave." You need to leave. <laughs> like my four-year-old daughter can shake the zombie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to go home. Yeah. Yeah. So I went right to a walk-in clinic and the guy just started checking my airways and he's staring at me as I'm like breathing, like checking the right side. And he's like checking the left. He's like, you're breathing right now. I'm like, yeah. He's like, I can't hear anything coming out of your left side. 
I'm like, nothing. Uh He's like, nothing. He's like, you need to go to emergency right now. I'm like, right now. He's like, yeah, I just sent them a message saying you're on the way. Tell them Dr. Salmon sent you. I was like, okay. Like, I still didn't think anything was really wrong. Yeah. You're just, you're just feeling like slightly short of breath. Yeah. And just like like, like like COVID symptoms or something. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's also the thing about doctors, right? Like, and like until you, until they know, no, they really don't want to give you any. Yeah. yeah, They don't really let, they don't like, they don't really like slide you any details to make any assumptions or anything. They're just kind of like, yeah, let's go to the, you're gonna go to the emergency room, but and, also uh, just go this, there. This is November 2020, so this is like yeah, this very, is yeah. COVID yeah. time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, true. And yeah, so I went to the emergency, and they checked me out. My my breath was getting like shorter by the fucking minutes, and they like called me into a little room. And one of the doctors came. Dartmouth General doesn't have a thoracic team, so this is where it gets a little weird. So I'm sitting there, and he's like takes out this like ultrasound and he's like okay dave did you ever have a collapsed lung in your life i'm like nope he's like well you do now and i was like <laughs> really like nice <laughs> setup yeah <laughs> so your day. he shows me he's like this is your right side i'm like looking at this little like four inch screen he's like just like nice airways is like black with this like white tube and just like just like really good airway he's like now this is your left and it looked like a slug covered in salt. It was just like, oh. and I was like, oh no, like that doesn't look royal. And he was like, nope. So he's just like checking me out. I'm like shaking. My heart rate is like going up really fast. And he's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I'm fucking in shock here, man. He got me a bunch of pills. I downed those. I was starting to calm down. And with that, he was just like getting getting stuff ready because pneumothorax is like collapsed lungs aren't life-threatening unless you have like a tension pneumothorax i had a spontaneous pneumothorax and a tension pneumothorax so as he was like going to get some stuff he like looked at me he's like can you lift up your neck again i was like yeah and then he just like ran out of the room i'm like what's going on he like rushes back with all these papers and this like 14 gauge needle and he's like i got no time for you to read this sign your name on this line this is getting jammed in your side right now and I was just like freaking out. So basically what he saw when my neck went up, my whole trachea was pushing over. And basically what it was doing. So like attention pneumothorax. So I have these like little bleps in my lung, like air blisters. And they popped overnight. So this is where it all started. They popped. So like every inspiration I was breathing in, air was going into my lung. And where they popped the negative pressure when I was breathing out, all that air was getting trapped into my pleural space. So like the space between your lung and your chest wall. Holy fuck. So every breath, more and more air was getting in there and all it was doing was collapsing my lung more and more and more. So like they they see collapsed lungs all the time. It's actually really common in uh, tall, slim, healthy men. Handsome men. It's like a handsome man syndrome. It's weird. (laughs) So, yeah, with that, uh, it kept collapsing. I had a fully, like, 100% collapsed lung. Like, the x-ray looks like this little tiny potato, just like... It's crazy to picture that, like, like when your lung is collapsing because of those little blisters popping, it's like... It's like filling this other pocket yeah. with air that's pushing then the lung, and then like pushing the lung and, like and pushing it right further. to my heart valves. And that's Whoa. what he was seeing with the trachea moving. It was like closing in on the heart. And within, I think he said like 10, 15 minutes, I probably would have died. 
Whoa. Yeah, 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 dude. I'm looking up tension pneumothorax. Holy shit. Tension pneumothorax is a life-threatening condition that can occur with chest trauma when air is trapped in the pleural cavity, like you said, leading to a cascading impact, including a rapid deterioration of a patient's ability to maintain oxygenation. So basically, your body was was rapidly going into this state where you couldn't you couldn't pump oxygen throughout your body like you weren't going to be able to supply your your heart with the oxygen that it needs to keep you alive exactly okay yeah. the guy brought a massive needle into the room yeah. we, we i think we need to know what happens <laughs> with oh, this Jesus needle oh, he, no. he, yeah he uh just like started feeling my ribs he's like oh. all right there's the second rib up and he was just like hold your breath oh, and i just held my breath and jammed it in and like All that fiction. air trapped is now out of my body. Did it Does that like sound a like a fart? Sound? <laughs> I don't really remember. I was in so much shock. I was just like, "Do what you got to do. Like, just, just do it." <laughs> Holy shit, dude! That's, that's the wildest so, thing. So, so was this a was this like an ER doc that did this, or was this like the triage nurse? This or is was this a janitor. The janitor. It, it was like, like a, I got you, dude. It was a doctor, do but as I said, they don't have a thoracic team over there. So this guy oh, probably right. have has done it before. But Seen he doesn't do it every day. You know YouTube? what I mean? Right. He's watched YouTube videos. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah think, he put I, a, I've seen this once in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> he put a Heimlich valve on, like basically a one-way valve coming out of my chest with a, a drainage tube. And he's like, oh, you'll be fine in a couple of days. Uh, just come back. We'll do another x-ray. We'll do a leak test. Basically, they'll uh, put in a cup of water. I cough. If there's no bubble, it's, it's healed. Whoa. If I if there is this, bubbles, it's still leaking. This is so this sounds so rudimentary. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, so old school. Yeah, it's crazy. And I basically went home for a week. I went back to him. He's like, "Hey, how are you doing?" So like for everyone out there, if your lung collapses, don't go to Dartmouth General. Like just <laughs> do not go there. Seriously, like go straight to the infirmary. Um, but yeah, he. Uh, he checked, coughed, bubbles everywhere, like huge leak. And he like called the VG, the Dr. Wallace and her team. And they were like, this kid's like a week now with the Heimlich valve. The leak is like pretty big. And they were like, oh, we don't even have a bed on the thoracic floor right now. Like, it, yeah, And right. it's packed there. Like the two times I was there, every single room full. So yeah, I had to like wait another day, went back. And they were like, we don't even have an ambulance to drive you there. I'm like what i was like i have a car like i'll get myself yeah. to the vg <laughs> like i need this fixed man so yeah i got got a ride down there they finally got a room cleared got me in a bed and i underwent the pneumothorax surgery next yeah so this was them going uh the the surgery was was the surgery them realizing oh, okay this this is the bleps and we need to cut those fuckers out or or was the surgery them going, there's still a hole in this dude's lungs that is that is leaking air into the the like in the, the chest wall. So we need to repair that. Like what was the surgery for? Yeah, so it's a a vatsbelectomy surgery. So basically like video assisted thoracoscopic surgery. So I'll show you these scars here. It's like a Bermuda, oh, yeah. Bermuda triangle. Yeah, yeah right. <clears throat> and I'm just still healing on my right. I'll have matching scars over there. So they go in. Surgery time. Surgery time. And they're 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 looking to close the hole. Yeah. So basically those 
blebs, as I said, it's mini air blisters. So they formed in a cluster and they all burst at the same time. So Dr. Wallace had to go into these incisions here that I just showed you and cut away the blebs and basically like staple it back together. And then a way bigger chest tube, like this was like a thin little tube on that Heimlich valve I was talking about, but this was like way bigger, hooked up to this uh, like underwater drainage system basically. It's like collecting all the fluid and air that is stuck in my chest cavity. Yum. And, yeah, it's disgusting. It looks like it's made by Fisher Price. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw your story. Yeah, yeah. Like, it looked like, you know what it looked red. like? It's, it, it looked like fucking, uh, it looked like a game. Like if they, yeah. if they took that yeah. and blew it up 20 times the size, it would look like a game that was on the set of The Price is Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a wild looking thing, dude. Yeah. So like as I'm... Looks like Plinko. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as I'm breathing in, that's like... It's re-expanding my lung to the chest wall. But yeah, so backtrack a little. After the surgery, when they cut away those blebs, they have to scrape my outer chest wall, basically agitate it. Oh my God. So as I'm breathing and re-inflating my lung as I'm breathing, the agitation, the, the inflammation is grabbing onto my lung and gluing it to my chest wall. Whoa. So... It's super weird. It's like I'm sitting there trying to breathe, like really like hard to breathe the first day or two when I was after the surgery and th the pain, like still to this day, like my left rib cage is still numb. I just had my right done. Obviously, this is really numb. Back in November, this was done and it's still numb. It's so wild. Like, I mean, we, we go through this shit all the fucking time on this podcast, but it still doesn't cease to blow my mind. Uh, the 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 like seemingly infinite amount of things that we have learned to do to take care. Of <laughs> I the know. I was thinking the same things that we run up against. It's like you know, you come and you go. Ah, I can't breathe. Yeah, and, and like, oh fuck, you got a bunch of blaps on your, on your fucking lungs. And he's like, what do I, what do I do? And they're like, well, we got a solution for that. It's a, it's a plimbus. Yeah, 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 we yeah. call it the plimbus. Yeah, we just hook you up to this plinko machine, and then you breathe, and it glues you. Really. Like, there's a fucking answer. Yeah, let's scrape your chest everything. wall and piss it off, just so yeah. it will grab onto your lung when you're breathing and it's, glue it it's back. Crazy. So, so you go through the surgery on your left side. They take care of the bleps. They're like, cool, we got you. Yeah. Like, y you can you can now go home. So six weeks, it's like what I'm doing right okay, now. Okay, six-week kind of, like, recovery. Yeah, no lifting more than 10 pounds, six weeks off work. Just basically just, just relax, just and, and that was in November. November. So when you messaged me the other day, or, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you were like, this all happened to me in November. Mm-hmm. But then you were also like, and turns out my other lungs all sorts of fucked and I might have to go in for surgery. Yeah. Now you said might have to go in for surgery during that message and you're here today <laughs> and you, I, what did you get home the day before yesterday from I, surgery again? No, I got out of hospital yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> you got released from surgery yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. Okay, so what are you doing? How are you doing? We've ever had. Oh, my God. I'm breathing. The yeah. I'm here. <laughs> so what happened? What, what's, what, what was with the other side? Yeah, so, yeah, six weeks went by. My breathing was great. Back to work. 
my confidence is back because obviously it was like walking on ice. Like every little pain I felt, I was like, oh, it's collapsing again. But it, it wasn't. It was just me healing. And literally the winter, walking on ice in yeah. Halifax, Nova Scotia. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, back to work. I started running again. It was like Monday. I was like, I'm going to start running. So I did like 5K. I was like, man, I feel amazing. And then like Wednesday hit, did 7K. Then the next day, Thursday, I did 12K. I'm like, I am back. I am 100% back. This is wicked. Friday, I get a phone call at work. It's Dr. Wallace. And she's just like, how you doing? I'm like, great. And two weeks before this, I had my CAT scan. Mm. So I was waiting for her phone call to see how my lung looked and all that. I was like, I'm doing great. Like I've been running this whole week. Like just feel myself. Like I'm super, super happy with everything. She's like, yeah, like the CAT scan came back. Your left lung looks awesome. It's stuck up there great. There's none of those bleps. But after taking a closer look at your right lung, there is a giant cluster of those blebs again. And I just like mm. right away, like wow. just down. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like I'm, I just told you, like I ran like 12 K yesterday. Don't and take she, this away from me. Yeah. And she's like, well, it's your choice. You can live the rest of your life with them. You have a 30% chance of your right lung collapsing, or we can book you in, come in, get the exact same procedure you just went through in November. And you can drop that down to a 10% chance of your lung collapsing. So right away, like after thinking everything like I went through, I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm going to live my life with Take these the chair, yeah, Roll the dice. Yeah, crazy. So like work the rest of the day with anxiety, just like, what the fuck is happening to me? Oh. Got home, got like, my wife was there, called my mom, my sister over just to like talk about it. And like my mom just spoke up. She's like, Dave, like 30% chance to you is like a hundred percent chance. Like you're going to think about that every day Mm -hmm. until you are dead. And she was right. Like I'm that type of person. Like, so yeah, the next day I called her back. I was like, Hey, uh, I'm coming in. I need this done. I can't do this. Like you can't, you can't, uh, yeah, you just, you just always be thinking about it. I would think about it every day. It would just dump. It would just, it would, and and not even every like like, little, like, like every pain. And it's not even that like, like 30%. That's still a fairly low it's still low, it's but still it's fairly close low. to 50. But That's it's, like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's a little over halfway to 50. Yeah. It's, you know, it's still relatively low, but, but you're, you'd be face. I, so I don't think it would be the, for me anyway, I don't think it would be the idea or the thought that it would happen. It would be the idea that like I had the opportunity to lessen, to, to like, to better my odds and didn't Yeah, like, you know, I know what you're saying, but it, I also, from knowing you and then hearing Dave tell the story so far, I feel like you guys think about things uh, quite differently. Whereas I would be more in Dave's camp, where it would be like something that would be on my mind all the time. But Taylor, you're like unfazed, yeah, super pragmatic and logical, <laughs> never gonna like second guess or dwell on it, like overthink anything. Thanks, man. I appreciate and, that. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's good in most situations. It's a good thing. Yeah, most. <laughs> um, some <laughs> <laughs> but uh, do, I, I like I, being a robot. I wanted to. I wanted to ask, like, do they do they know why those why those blebs happen? The blebs are still a mystery to them. It's uh, yeah, they they don't know why, but they they appear. I even asked her. I was like, could these appear again? Mm, yeah. She's like, they can, but you just got <clears throat> both of your lungs worked on. Like, you should be good. But well, and well, is there any like? Is there, you mentioned earlier that it, you said it was, um, uh, like 
tall, thin men are more likely. Is, yeah. Like, is it is it that they're more likely to get a collapsed lung, or they're more likely to have these blebs that occur, or? And and athletes. So like they say, like a lot of like like just soccer players, football players, like they'll just get like sudden short of breath. And yeah, I think it might be just from using your lungs like a Ooh. lot. People that crazy bike and do sports. Yeah. Mm. Look out, Tim. <laughs> Look the fuck out. People who are fairly avid Buddy. cyclists. In yeah. fact, yeah. if you were a hockey player earlier <laughs> yeah. in your life, too. And then transition to cycling. The chances are much higher. <laughs> I, do you, so, you know, you, you're, you are out now. Um, how does the, how does recovery, I mean, you're one day in, but like, <laughs> yeah. how does recovery. How does it feel? How does it, how does it feel? How does recovery this time around feel to, uh, compared to November? Well, it's funny. So go back to that uh, when she called me. I just like got home. I was like, man, this sucks. Like I'm going to stop running until my surgery. Like got a little down again. I was like, fuck, this is like the worst news ever. And then like I was chilling with my wife again on Saturday. And I was like, man, I'm not letting this get to me. Like fuck this. So like Sunday I woke up and ran a half marathon. I ran 21.3 kilometers <laughs> a week before going into this Whoa, right surgery. Nice. Yeah. And I just kept running, man. And I was like, fuck, if you want to pop now, pop. Like, for, for, I mean, like that, that makes sense though. Because if you're, I mean, you're getting the surgery anyway. Yeah. So like worst Might case, you get it sooner. Get worst case, you get yeah. it sooner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's right. That's right. Yeah. And I just, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what you're saying. I just yeah. kept running, man. I was like, I need to like, cause running just after that first surgery just makes me feel so alive and just, Mm. Yeah, I was like, I need to prove to myself that I'm good. I was saying to the boys before you got here today, I was like, "There's a, that you, it, I, because I, I've been following your your <laughs> social media and like the, the, that run you did before the surgery, like I, there was some 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 heavy David Goggin vibes going there, like oh, we yeah. were just like. Come on, motherfuckers! Like, <laughs> yeah, get out. Who's, who's up for a run, bitches? Like, you know what you do when you don't think you can do something? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking do you it! Do yeah. it! Yeah, just fucking I, do it! I read his book twice. Yeah. Yeah, did you actually? Yeah. Oh, yeah. David Goggins is so funny. Yeah, fuck, man. But uh, yeah, I'm out day one. Yeah, I mean, you Here look like it's wild because you look, you look great. Like, you look great. Like, Thanks. You, Thank you. I, I would have had had no idea if I didn't already previously know due to. Uh, the pre-interview doc and all the conversations that we've had that you had <laughs> surgery, just like you just got released from surgery. Like Not even look, wearing a hospital gown. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I just want to say uh, your face looks great considering you broke it because when I read the pre-interview doc, I was yeah. like, well, this guy's going to look great. I, I just, wa I just want to say your arms, your arms look great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Do you, do you, how do you feel? How do you feel now going, you know, going into, going into the next decade <laughs> <laughs> knowing that something is going to happen will happen in nine years. <laughs> yeah. Like 2030, whatever you got ready for me, just bring it on. I'll, uh, I'll face it. I'm ready. <laughs> I mean, you, you do, you do have this, like you do have this very positive attitude, uh, in the way that you, you approach these like series of, uh, quite unfortunate events. Uh, do you, that's like, the title of this podcast. By yeah, the way. series of unfortunate, <laughs> three decades long series of unfortunate. <laughs> events. Um, do you, you know, do you? What do you? What do you like? Do you feel like a question that we often ask on the podcast yeah. for to people who who are going through illness is like, what's the biggest thing that your illness has taken away from you? Out of these like these events that have happened every ten years. What do you think that 
if anything, that those those three traumatic events have taken away from you? Man, I think they gave me more confidence, if anything. I don't think they really yeah. took anything from me. Yeah. Like, I think when I got into boxing, it just gave me this whole other, like, you can get past your breaking point. Like, I was, I went into boxing, had two fights, and I didn't know, like, my potential. And shout out to Eastside Boxing Club in Vancouver, Dave Shuck, all the coaches. Like, they're amazing people. They change people's lives. They show me that, like, when you are ready to quit, you got a lot more left inside you. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot more. So, yeah, when I go through, I, and I think about that every day, like, any struggle, I'm just like, no, you got this. Like, mm-hmm. just keep going. Keep pushing. You will get through this. Like, don't quit. Just do not quit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you sure your last name isn't Goggins? <laughs> <laughs> I got goosebumps when you said that. So. <laughs> That's an invaluable lesson. That's an invaluable yeah. like habit yeah. because it is a habit. Like building that set, that that trigger of going when I get to this place, mm. that that triggers me reinforcing that I just, don't I don't need to stop. I don't need tank. to quit. That I still have more left, mm. and and just the same way that it's a habit of saying, "That's it," and I gotta I gotta give up and I gotta stop here and this is the end. Yeah, you know. It's a it's a habit. So every time you do it and you reinforce it, it gets stronger, makes it easier the next time to do it, and then that just becomes the default. And yeah, yeah. Definitely. Fucking, you know, you fuck, put your hands behind your back, handcuff them, jump in the water. You don't think you can swim? You can fucking swim. I don't even know how to swim. I don't even know how to swim. I'll force myself to learn. Um, Dave, old man, this is. Uh, I'm I'm glad you reached out, and this has been this has been a real treat to sit down and and chat with you and hear about mm-hmm. the awful awful things you've been through <laughs> yeah. uh, over the last uh, over the last few decades but it's you know again it's you you bring such a, a wonderful attitude towards to, towards all of it and um i'm i'm stoked i'm stoked to know that you're doing well and that uh and that at least you've got another nine years ahead of you that that are going to be pretty badass so definitely yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's actually uh, exciting for us too because uh you know we, we know that we have we'll get you back on for, uh, yeah we'll get you back nine on years, years. Yeah, that's right yeah it's guaranteed content yeah some, something's gonna happen in 2030 <laughs> <laughs> thanks a lot dude yeah thank thanks, you dude. thank you Well, that was our conversation with Dave Scott, the guy who smashed his face and had the lung collapse and both his arms broken. Remember, guys? I do remember it well. I do now, Okay, great, sweet. So now you know what we're doing for the outro. That was a great conversation with Dave, and we are so happy that he was here in Wait, studio. Wait, which one? Which one was Dave? He was the guy. What did he look like? He had uh, dark hair, tall, lanky dude. Oh, we did it on Zoom. Look, no, it was in person. Oh, he has that look where you look at him immediately and you think that guy's lungs going to collapse. Oh, hey, yeah. And right, since yeah. we had that conversation with a friend of ours who is a, uh, uh, he's a, he's a. He's an RT, a, a respirology respirology therapist. therapist. He he gave us the whole like techno tech, technical rundown on why he gave us a tall thin dudes. So he he, he gave brought, us a technical rundown, and he <laughs> threw down some fucking sick. He was meats. wearing a down. He was wearing a down reflective silver vest. Um, and he uh, Darude, didn't and he? he told us why tall, thin dudes get uh, collapsed lungs, which yeah, is that's really right. interesting. But we'll save that for another time. Um, of course, I remember who Dave Scott is too. Dave, if you're listening, 
I love you. And this conversation was a real treasure and a, and a, and a treat. It was. And it was a little while ago. And we're just doing all these outros and batches. That's yeah. why no one remembers what the fuck's going on. Yeah, nobody knows nothing. Hey, here's something I do know. You can tune into the podcast three times a week, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the CBC Listen app. Or if you want to watch Friday episodes, go to YouTube, follow Sick Boy, hit the subscribe button. And if you want to get notified, knock the bell icon. You knock that bell icon. And if you have some really, really cool things to say to us and that you want us to read on the show, then you can send it to us. You can do that by sending it to letters at sickboypodcast.com. We will read it on the show. And if you want to be one of our amazing guests, such as Dave, with all his broken arms and all his broken face bones and all his broken lungs, you can do that by going to sickboypodcast.com slash contact. And uh, if you want to start a subreddit for Sick Boy, you can go ahead and just start that subreddit and, Reddit and we'll, uh, we'll tune in and check out some of the posts that you're making over there. That's a new thing that we're going to be doing. It's, uh, it's part of our upcoming YouTube series. Do we not have a subreddit? I think, we, I think we do. We probably, I think we says, do. It's yeah. where we've been dropping all of our NFTs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. we're doing... We'll I be talk about Bitcoin NFT and GameStop. Yeah. yeah. On, and actually, you know what? Scrap there. writing us on letters at sickboypodcast.com. You can just uh, leave a comment in the comment section of the YouTube video or like, you know, but, just but hit keep us it up. Civil. You know? <laughs> yeah, keep it civil. And make sure that you, you know, you can use our subreddit too. Do you guys <laughs> uh, think Louise knows how to use YouTube? <laughs> Almost certainly not. I hope Lauren emailed can, her that episode. <laughs> I just hope it's Lois. <laughs> anyway, that, if you if you haven't been if you're not a diehard listener, you have no clue what the fuck I'm. I talking. think Louise. I think Louise got her podcast app set up, listened to one single podcast, and then just said, "That's it." <laughs> no. That's why she left a three star no. review, guys. I'm telling you. All right. Uh, uh, anyway, that's uh, yeah. Thanks to uh, Lauren Sankey, Taylor McGillivray, Jeremy Saunders, myself, Brian Stever, Jeff Lonis, our manager, Rich O'Coin, who does the theme music, and Donovan, the Meerkat, CPAP. Morgan for doing the sound design. That is it for this week. I'm Brian Stever. I'm Taylor McGilvery. And I am Jeremy Sebastian Saunders III. And this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.